Hello, hello. Welcome back to Podcasting for Educators. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for being here. And if this is not your first time tuning in, then you might know that my last few episodes have been a part of a series of episodes that I'm doing all about planning and launching your podcast. Today, I'm taking a quick break from that to welcome on a very special guest and client of mine. Her name is Rachel Davis. Rachel has five years of experience working as a school counselor at public, private, and charter schools in Southern California, and most recently was the K-12 school counselor at an international school in Costa Rica. Currently, she's the counselor and curriculum designer behind Bright Futures Counseling with a top-rated school counseling podcast, School Counseling Simplified, and an engaged online community. She writes a blog for school counselors and is passionate about helping them increase their impact and advocate for their role. She resides in Costa Rica. How cool is that? And when she's not working on her business, you can find her at the beach playing with her toddler son. What a life. And in this episode, Rachel and I talk all about her experience with podcasting and how she uses it as a tool to connect with school counselors and as a way to promote her business. Her current podcast, School Counseling Simplified, is the second podcast that she has, so she knows her stuff, and I know that you're really going to enjoy hearing her story. She gives a lot of great nuggets of information and advice, and my favorite piece of advice is what she says to those of you who are considering starting a podcast. It's at the end of the episode, so make sure you stick around for that. And without any further ado, here is Rachel. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators, the podcast that helps TPT authors and other online educators launch and grow their show. I'm Sarah, and I'm on a mission to help you get your podcast out and into the ears of those who need it most, busy teachers, counselors, literacy specialists, SLPs, parents, and everyone in between. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and podcast industry updates so that you can be on top of your podcasting game and gain some new customers along the way. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Thanks so much for coming on to the show. Hey, I'm doing great, Sarah. Um, it's kind of funny. I'm this my first time being on the other side of things, so I'm a little nervous, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking before I hit record, and I was telling Rachel It's so interesting being on the other side of things because I'm experiencing what my clients experience. And you told me this is your first interview being on somebody else's podcast. So yes, lots of firsts for both of us, which is fun. Yeah. When I'm the host, I feel more in control because I like know what's going to come next, like what I'm going to say next. And so now I'm more vulnerable, but it's good. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I thought we could start by you telling us a little bit about how you started your TPT business and your membership and all of that, how you made that transition from being in the school to owning your own business, working from home. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like my journey is kind of unique compared to other people. Most people say, you know, they were working at the school and they were making stuff for their own kids and they just threw up a few things here or there on TPT and then it kind of took off, which is awesome. But for me, I kind of went into it with like, I want to make this something big, uh, like with the intention of doing that, because my husband and I, I was a school counselor 
in San Diego at a public school at the time. Loved it. Like my favorite job ever. But my husband and I had always wanted to do some like long-term traveling because we are just big travelers. Both our dads actually worked for the airline. So we would get flight benefits. So like we could inexpensively travel, which was a really nice perk. So we're like, before we have kids, we just want to like quit our jobs and sell everything and travel the world. And so we did that, but we needed some income. We had some savings, but we wanted some like passive income while we were traveling. So we just both like really full sent it on the TPT store and everything. And thankfully it took off. We also had a few other like failed online things. We had an Amazon product at one time and like a travel (laughs) blog and we were trying all the things, but the TPT store really stuck. And I just loved it because I was still getting to, you know, live out my passion of helping students through helping other counselors. So it was still in my niche and my passion and it provided us that income we wanted. So it was awesome. And so early on, I was new to, you know, being an online entrepreneur and everything. And I would listen to a lot of podcasts. And then, so I actually started listening to a lot of podcasts when I would commute to um, my job because I wanted to live at the beach, but my job was like an hour inland. So I had a big commute. I was in the car like two hours a day. Oh my gosh. I used to have a commute like that too. I'm outside of Washington, DC, which is like. Oh yeah. (laughs) Probably crazy traffic. Yeah. So we would, I would listen to podcasts a lot. And then my husband's like, you have all these questions about, you know, your TPT store because you're new. You should start a podcast to interview like successful TPT authors and ask them for strategies and everything. I was like, oh, this is a good idea. So we started a, my first podcast was actually not for school counselors, but for TPT sellers. And I would interview really successful TPT sellers. And so I got to talk and access these people that I wouldn't normally talk to. Um, And then, of course, they benefited by being on the podcast. So it was a cool win-win for everyone. Yeah, that's amazing. So how, so you were still working in a school when you started your first podcast? Yes. Was that hard to like juggle both things? Yes, because it would definitely be like in the evenings. Um, So I would get home at like four and then I would try to do all my episodes, you know, in the evenings and everything. But it was only for about one semester because that was my last semester at the school. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Are you like self-taught? Did you, the podcast that you listened to, did they help help you learn about like how to start a business, how to start a podcast? Is that how you learn? Not really. Okay. Yeah. So I'm definitely self-taught. The um, podcast I listened to were just things I liked, like, you know, they would talk about, I don't know, pop culture or like food or shopping or like just random things. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily like entrepreneurial style podcasts. Now I listen to more of those. But what listening to other people's podcasts helped me do was kind of learn the lingo. Like, let's, I'll add that to the show notes or yes. let's go to the show. <laughs> like just yeah. funny stuff. Kind of like send me a message on Instagram. <laughs> exactly. So I felt like I had like the confidence to what to say is like a podcaster. But I um, just used Libsyn to host. So I think I just Googled like how to start a podcast basically. And then I had a, I have a nicer microphone now. At the time I had a tiny microphone because I was, I think it was a Samsung Meteor mic or something, but it would like get really small because we were traveling so much at the time. So I had it like in my backpacking backpack. That's awesome. And just a note for the listener, it always got stopped in airport security. Really? Uh, yeah. So put it in your check bag. <laughs> oh my were, gosh. I wonder why. Yeah. I don't know. We would have a tight connection. We'd be like running through and my husband would get so annoyed because he'd be like, why didn't you put it in your check bag? Because they'd always unzip it. And of course it's stuffed, you know, and they're like digging for the, and they never knew what it was, you know, we'd yeah. be in like 
a random country and they're like, what is this thing? <laughs> Wait, that's awesome. I love that you're just like traveling around everywhere, podcasting, doing yeah. your TPT business. Do you have a favorite place that you all visited? Oh gosh, so hard. I think Guatemala was probably one of my favorites. Yeah. It was early on in the trip and we just spent a lot of time there and we lived with a host family and learned Spanish. So that was a really cool experience. Yeah. Um, and then the Galapagos because I love to scuba dive and wildlife and that's crazy. amazing. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of turtles there, right? You can yeah, swim so with the turtles. Many. We yeah. would get like bored of seeing turtles because you would just see them all the time. Like, oh, it's yeah. just another turtle. We want to see it like a shark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now as a side note, I feel like people will want to know because I'm always so interested in this. How did you all end up in Costa Rica? How did you decide oh, yes. on Costa Rica? Yes. I know. So hard. So we had honeymooned here originally just for vacation okay. and liked it, but definitely wasn't like, I'm going to move there. And then when we were traveling, we came through here twice but it's funny, Costa Rica actually gets like the bad rap in the backpacker world because it's a little more expensive than the rest of the Central America countries. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, a lot of people skip it because they're like, it's too expensive because a lot of things are like similarly priced to the U.S. But yeah, we were just traveling around and then I ended up getting a job at an international school here as the school counselor. So through another TPT friend, a girl I know from here who has a TPT store, she was an algebra teacher at the school and told me they were hiring a counselor. And I was like, you should move down to Costa Rica and work at the school. And I was Why like, not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually worked there 2019-2020 um, school year. Awesome. Okay. So then tell us about the transition from your first podcast to your current podcast, School Counseling Simplified. Yes. So what my husband and I found was we enjoyed doing the podcast and it was so fun chatting with people on Elite Entrepreneurs. That's the first podcast, but they weren't my ideal customer, like my ideal audience. So I had two of everything. I had like two blogs, two Instagrams. So I just felt very like stretched and I didn't have like a product to offer them in return. So I'm putting a lot of time and a little bit of money into, you know, putting on this podcast and I'm not really there's no return for me. I tried, I did like a little course and like a little planner for them, but it was nothing really. And I wanted to constantly be talking about counseling stuff and working on counseling stuff. Cause that's where my passion is. Yeah. So he was like, we should have started a counseling podcast. What were we thinking? <laughs> but honestly, when I ended the early entrepreneurs podcast, I was relieved because it was all interview format and it was really hard to coordinate times with everybody. And I don't know. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm not doing another podcast too much work. But then he's like, no, you have to do a counselor one. It'll be perfect. And I'm like, easy for you to say. You're not the one, <laughs> You're not the one doing, doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, okay, deal. I'll do the counselor podcast, but it, I'm not doing interviews because it's too much. Like, it's kind of hard, as you know, to Yeah, there's a lot of details that go into it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just, I'll do it. I just want to talk just like I would be talking to a friend or something, you know? Yeah. So we started it in October, um, 2020. And then, so I just realized it's almost been a year. I should, yeah. Do, yeah. I should do something special. Yeah. But yeah, so we just started it and now I love it. It's like one of my favorite parts of my business for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So how has, like, how do you incorporate your podcast into your business? Yeah. So every month I figure out like a plan for example, August is easy, like back to school. So I'm helping counselors figure out like how to introduce themselves to students and how to advocate for their role and how to build relationships with teachers, things like that. So when I'm planning out my like content calendar for the year, for the month of August, I'll say it may be, you know, like focused on back to school. So then I sit down and I plan my episodes for that month. So there's typically 
four, sometimes five weeks in the month. Um, so mine always go out on Tuesday. So I'll see how many Tuesdays there are. And then I'll kind of break up that broader topic into subtopics. Because I like to keep my episodes pretty short. I'm interested, what's like your average client's episode length? Yeah, so I I would say between like 15, 25 minutes, 15 to 25 minutes is probably okay. like, is probably the most popular length for people who have TBT businesses, which I think is like, I think it's the perfect sweet spot for who your audience is. Because I think a lot of people in the education space are listening like on their way to and from school or on on their lunch break or just like in little pockets of the day. So a lot of people that I work with, they keep their episodes under that 30 minute mark. Guest episodes tend to be a little bit longer. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it'll go up to 40, but usually, you know, 30 minutes or less. Oh, good. So I'm right in there. I thought mine were super short. But that was my plan is I like to break it down into those subtopics by week. So it's like really bite-sized that they can listen to on their way to work, you know, while they're cooking dinner, folding laundry on a jog, whatever. My goal is so they can learn something applicable that they can use like right away instead of like a big theory or something they need to revisit later. And then I have it correspond with my emails. Each week I have an email that I send out on Tuesday and that one corresponds with the podcast topic. So I'll send a link to the podcast, so, but I'll give like a little summary of what it was about. And then if you want to hear more, you know, click here to listen. Awesome. I think that's so smart how you, you technically usually do it at the end of a month for the upcoming month. Is it hard to like, will you do it in one sitting? Will you sit down and record like four or five just right in one sitting or do you take breaks? No, I don't take any break. I do it all in one sitting. And a month that has five weeks is tough because by week five, I'm like out of breath (laughs) and I'm like over it. (laughs) But um, yeah, so it is hard, but it's so worth it to do the batching. And you recommended that to me. And because I send my episodes to you to put together it, you know, I have a kind of a deadline now. So it has made me more accountable for getting it in. But I love it because then by the first I'm done and the whole month is ready. I always say that I think that's such a benefit of really working with anybody who's helping you with your business, that they have deadlines that they give to you. And so you know that if you don't meet it, you're not just like not meeting your own goal. You're not meeting what they need too. So that accountability piece is huge. So Rachel will batch and then she'll send me her episodes and I do show notes and clips that she can promote on her Instagram. So you use... You, you mentioned your email newsletter that you send out every week. And then what else do you do to promote the episodes each week? Yes. So I do two Instagram posts and one Instagram story. So on we have some templates in Canva. And so um, on Tuesdays, it's just like an announcement of what the episode is. But we have, I don't know how you do them, but you have those cool things that talk. <laughs> I don't, what are Audio they called? Audiograms. 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 Yeah. I love those. I used yes. to see those on other people's podcasts. And I was like, I want that. And yeah, they're so fun. Them. Yeah. So I'll have on my Tuesday one, like an announcement episode. And then if they swipe, it's like a carousel post. So they can um, listen to a little clip and then find out where to listen. And then on the Thursday Instagram post, it's just a quote. So you pull like multiple quotes um, and put one in there. And so then I'll have a caption like chatting about the topic. And then I use the audiogram stories on Tuesday with a swipe up link. Yes. So smart. And I love how you kind of like sprinkle it throughout the week. I think sometimes people will, they'll just do like one thing, either a post or an audiogram, like the day the episode goes live. But the cool thing about podcasting is people can listen to your episodes 
any day of the week or even the next week or the weeks to come. So I always suggest sprinkling it out. So maybe the day your episode goes live, you put something on Instagram and then another day you your newsletter and then your posts. And you can just, there's so many ways that you can repurpose that one episode, which is really cool. And I put pins out as well. I was going to ask you, use Pinterest too. Mm -hmm. And I was going to mention, we were talking about the audiograms. The reason the audiograms are so great, and for those of you who don't know what they are, when you have your audio file, you can pull out sound clips. You can go up to a minute if it's on your feed, or you can do shorter for stories. And then you put that into a graphic and it makes the little audio wave. And it's just kind of like a sneak peek to make people want to listen to the episode. And if you have that swipe up link, that's so nice because if you don't, it can be really hard to get people to... I don't know what the official term is, but like platform switching or platform Mm -hmm. jumping, like to get them from Instagram to actually go and listen to the episode. So that swipe up link is really helpful. And if you don't have the swipe up link, you can, if your podcast is on Spotify, you can actually go onto Spotify and there's a share button and you can share it directly to your Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. And it'll add a little link in your Instagram stories that people can click on right there, which is kind of nice. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. And then you also shared something with me. I think it's called pod link or something where you can see all the platforms. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy you brought that up. Do you use that? Well, I do. So I do two different things. So for people who I'm constantly trying to get people on my email list, so then I can share with them, you know, on my other resources. So the podcast is a good, like, entry way to get to know me. And then if they're interested in learning more, they can join my list. And then each week I can help them with things. So on Thursday, no, let me think, on the swipe up in the stories, I link to the podcast page on my blog, mm-hmm. on my website, Yep, because they can listen directly there. And the reason I do that is so like they could sign up for my email list and find other related content. But if they're already on my list, when I send out the podcast on Tuesdays in my weekly email, I link to the pod link thing because I don't need their email because I already have it. So I just try to make it as easy as possible for my current subscribers to whichever platform they need. I love that. That's so smart. Yeah. Pod, it's pod.link and I'll put this in the show notes, but it's great because a lot of times people will only share the link to Apple podcasts. And yes, Apple podcasts is probably the most popular platform that people listen on, but not everybody does, especially people who don't have iPhones. So pod link, when you link to your show, it'll it'll give the listener an option to listen on any of the platforms where your podcast is. So that is an awesome tip. I'm glad that you brought that up. But for people who you don't have email addresses for, just like you said, you really want to get them to your website, to your show notes. And that's why show notes are so important is to get them on your website so you can capture that email address. So you are rocking it. I like your process. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Wait, I'm curious, where do you listen to your podcast at? I listen on Apple. You do? Okay. Because I, I listen to this other podcast just for fun. And they're always talking about, I can't think of the name right now, but a different platform that hosts podcasts. And they're like, Apple Podcasts stink. This is way better. And I'm thinking of switching, but I didn't. I can't well, especially as of, gosh, what month was it? Apple had their like big update mm-hmm. back a few months ago. And there's definitely a lot of people who are moving away from Apple because they had so many glitches. There's all kinds of things like they added subscriptions to your podcast so you can like make it paid, but they take a huge chunk of your profits. So if you ever were to do subscriptions, I definitely don't recommend 
doing Apple, I would do something like Patreon, which is Mm -hmm. you can do like $5 a month and they take a much lower profit. But yeah, I know a lot of people are very anti Apple right now. And I, I share in that, but it's just so convenient because it's right on my phone. I do listen on Spotify too. And then, um, sometimes I will, I will also like, if it's a new podcast that I haven't, if I want to like learn more about the person, I'll listen on their website, on their show notes page. Do you have an iPhone? I do. Yeah. So I do Apple podcast, but I listened to one on Spotify the other day because it wasn't working on Apple. So I just searched for it over there and I listen to music on Spotify. So I was like, oh, I could kind of streamline everything. I do too. And that's so funny that you say that because I pretty much have, because I love music. I'm listening to it all day long. So well, when I'm not listening to podcasts, (laughs) so I have Spotify up on my computer, like when I'm doing more like admin type things. And I still, for some reason, usually will listen on Apple, which is silly. I know. So I might Apple's join you. Apple's so good that. at <laughs> captivating us. <laughs> yes. Okay. Tell us a little bit because I did not launch your podcast with you when I when we crossed paths. Another one of my clients, Megan, mm-hmm. is the one who introduced us. So you had already like your podcast was already up and running, and so you and your husband. We're, ta- we're doing everything before, right? So what was his, what role did he play in helping you with the podcast? So he actually, I was actually recording my episodes. I don't know if you knew this, at a studio. I remember you did telling tell me you this? this. Yeah. Yeah. So we lived in San Diego. So my son, Marin was born in Costa Rica. So he's dual citizen, which is kind of cool. But of course, grandparents wanted to see him and everything. So they were supposed to come down here, but he was born in June 2020. So because of COVID, the borders were closed. So we were actually like completely alone. It was horrible. (laughs) Like first two months. Yeah. Yeah. And then we couldn't fly because he was so little, you know, so we had to like wait till he built up some immunities. But anyways, when he was like two months old, still pretty young to fly, we flew back to the States and we actually lived in San Diego for six months, which is where I lived before. And so while we were there, I love San Diego. I love living in the city, but it's like super noisy. My house was literally by the airport, like <laughs> Anamain Road. And there were like motorcycle gangs that would just drive by all the time. Oh my gosh. So there was no, it was like not a great place for podcasting and baby. So yeah. That played a lot into my confidence of like, why I didn't want to start the podcast again. I was like, we just don't, I don't want to do it here. It's going to be stressful, you know? And it's kind of like when you don't feel confident in it, I would like self-sabotage kind of, you know, like mess it up. So Grant, my husband, very supportive and encouraging of the podcast. And he's like, well, let's just go to a recording studio. It's like San Diego. There's got to be like a recording studio. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So we rented um, downtown and it was cool. I like felt like a rapper or something. It was like this awesome booth. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Yeah. So we would record there. So I would batch. So that's when I first started batching really, because we would pay to rent the space. So I would go like, I'm getting my money. (laughs) Exactly. So I would go once a month and batch all the episodes. And then, but I was editing them myself. I did mostly everything. He didn't really do anything. (laughs) He was, he was your hype man. (laughs) Exactly. He coordinated the studio, but that was about it. But I would edit everything and then type my show notes in Libsyn. But my show notes were way, like way more bare bones than they are now. So I just had links basically. No, I know you do like a paragraph introduction and everything. Yeah. Okay, Rachel. So We're almost at our time here. So before we go, I'd love to ask you, what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone, specifically somebody who has a DPT store similar to you, who's considering starting a podcast? Yeah. So I would say just to do it because you can always improve it. 
So like I said, when I first did it, it was like very bare bones. And now I feel fancy because I have my audiograms and my fancy show notes. And so I think it can be intimidating on social. If you follow people who have podcasts, you may feel like they're these huge productions. Um, but it can be really simple. Like for the longest time, it was just me and my little microphone and I was editing everything myself. So I would encourage you to just start it. And then if you're able to hire someone like Sarah or Sarah to help you, it has been so great. Cause now just once a month I sit down, batch everything. And then I trust you. It just happens. I don't know. It just all happens. I don't even look at my show notes. I just know they're awesome. So <laughs> it magically appears every week. <laughs> exactly. It's one less thing I have to worry about. Yes. So I would just say, just go ahead and start. Don't hesitate because your audience will love it and they'll appreciate the authenticity. So even if you're nervous or I don't even edit out like a lot of the parts where I kind of ramble just because I think it is relatable. And it's yeah. so much better than blogging. I mean, I love blogging and I still do blog, but I feel like the podcasting is more personalized. Someone's just in your earbuds. It's like chatting with a friend and it's a really good way to build a relationship with counselors or teachers that you're working with. So, and that's what I did forget to mention earlier about blogging. So oftentimes when I'm planning for my episodes, if you're hesitant to start because you're thinking like, I don't know what to talk about. Um, my first few episodes, I would get blog posts I already had and then just kind of chat about them in like podcast form. So some people would rather listen than read. And you have to remember not everyone has consumed every piece of content you have. So it's okay to repeat stuff, you know, and share it on a different platform. And then on the flip side, you can use your podcast episodes to make blog posts out of them. So like I mentioned in my emails, I have like a little tidbit of each podcast. Then at the end of the month, I put the four weeks of emails together. I take out like the email part, you know, like the introductory part, but the meat part of it, I put them together and have a blog post. Oh my gosh, that's so yeah. smart. I've never heard somebody do that before. I love that. So it's an easy way to repurpose your content. So then you're getting like four podcast episodes, four emails and a blog post every month. That's awesome. And I really like that you said, just to remind people that not everybody has consumed every piece of your content, just mm -hmm. like on Instagram, you might feel like you're saying the same thing over and over and over again, but not everybody's reading everything that you post or seeing everything that you put on your stories. And the same thing goes for blogging. Plus, mm -hmm. even if you're covering the same content, it, the delivery is different when you're, when you're on a podcast, um, you're going to go more in depth into the topics. It's going to be just delivered in a different way. And you, you really get your audience for a longer chunk of time. And I just think it's the best way to build those relationships. So Definitely. I 100% agree with you. And they say it takes people like five or six times to see things before they remember it or whatever. So. Yes, absolutely. It does. I've heard that too. And it's so true. And I, I know I always forget that. Like I'll mention something one or two times and, and then, you know, check it off, but mm -hmm. you really do. You need to talk about things multiple times, especially when it comes to your products and your resources and all of that. Real quick, tell us, so you have your TPT store and then you have a monthly membership. Yes. Yeah. So exciting. It's um, our new focus. So still love the TPT store, but I wanted something that I could offer more to counselors. So instead of just getting resources, they get a few resources each month, plus like um, lesson plans and then video guides where I kind of walk them through each step of like, when you get to this page, do this or introduce it this way. So kind of like a podcast, I'm like in their ears explaining how to use it. And then it also has like a community piece. So we have a Facebook group and we do Zoom calls and hot seats and it's a really fun community over there. So yeah, that's called Impact. 
that's my membership for counselors. Awesome. And you just made me think of something. I don't know if you've heard, have you heard of Hello Audio? No. So there might be multiple platforms out there. The one I'm familiar with is called Hello Audio and it's a private podcast. And what a lot of people use it for are people who have courses mm-hmm. or memberships and you can take anything that you're giving to your audience in, in a video, you can put it onto Hello Audio, just like a, a podcast, but it's private just for your members or your students. Oh. And so they can, instead of sitting and watching it, they can... If, if it's something that makes sense to just listen to, they can basically have your course or your membership on their phone while they're driving, just like they would listen to a podcast. So oh, that's great. So you just upload the videos into that. Yeah, you can, you can strip and I'll put this in the show notes too. It's called online audio converter. You can put a video in there and it'll strip the audio for you. So you just have the audio and then you upload that audio to a place like Hello Audio and they basically create an RSS feed for you and you have yourself like a little private podcast. Oh, that's awesome. Great tip. Yeah, Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's really cool. It's fairly new. I don't know how new it is. It's fairly new too. I think it's it's growing and, and people are learning more about it, but it's a great option and you could edit it or you could just kind of put it up as yeah. is. So yeah, it's cool. All right. I think we've covered so much and yeah. I so appreciate you being here today. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah. So Bright Futures Counseling, uh, Instagram is probably the easiest place because then I'm always sharing links to everything else. So, or on my podcast, of course, School Counseling Simplified. Yes. Awesome. And we'll put all of those in the show notes. Rachel is an awesome resource for you. Thank Thank you you so much. This was so fun. It was awesome. Thanks. If you have any questions or takeaways from this episode, send me a message on Instagram at podcasting for educators. I'd love to hear from you. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes at podcastingforeducators.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Bye for now.